It's voting day. And of course, that's the subject. But we're going to make it enjoyable. Early voting has ended and we have the numbers so far. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, Sonia, Layla and I are going to talk about why we vote. And we're going to hear personal stories from people at the polls. I know folks have a lot of feelings about this election and some people don't even want to vote. Whatever you decide, we hope you stay civically engaged. Voting is an important piece, but it's just one of the ways that we can show up for our community. It's Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Good morning, Sonia. Hi. Good morning, Layla. Good morning. Nice to see your faces. Yes. It's Tuesday. It is a day for voting if you have not done so already. In-person early voting ended in Nevada on Friday, November 4th. Our state, we consistently have a fairly low voter turnout. So in the 2020 general, we were 30th. And in the 2018 midterm, we were 46th. What are the early voter numbers looking like so far? Yeah, well, you know, we're we're recording this on Monday. So as of as of Monday right now, the numbers we have indicates that total turnout remains under 40%, which is pretty low. Come on, mm. Nevadans. But the other thing that John uh, Ralston is pointing out here is that it is, as he puts it, C-L-O-S-E. It is very, very close. Mm. But we still don't have um, a new update on the mail-in ballots just yet, which should come in sometime Tuesday. So we shall see. Lots of updating, lots of refreshing of the page to come. Yeah, I know we talked about that media diet today and we're all watching closely online to see as the numbers come in. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the red wave that people are expecting Mm -hmm. comes through um, and if that comes up on election day today. So I'm looking forward to seeing how our turnout overall is this year. Right. Totally. Do you guys think if not for this job, would you be a person who like keeps refreshing the page to see those numbers? I I think yes, but that is also telling the fact that I'm in this job. It's sort of like chicken or egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty much the same. I stay glued to the screen for most of the day anyway. And I think oh, this gosh. job kind of just makes it worse because I have to talk about it. So... That's so true. Yeah, I I go to sleep. (laughs) I go, I stress sleep. (laughs) I'm like, I'll wake up and what what will be will be. I've done my part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How have you guys kind of encouraged your friends or family to vote? Of course, this isn't unique to Nevada, but I feel in Nevada, since we do have that low voter turnout, maybe we've all come across family and friends who have their reasons on why they don't vote. I tend to try to go in a group. So go with a group of friends or go with my family. I know a lot of my other friends go with their whole family um, to vote to get them all out. So you don't have to do it alone. And it's kind of like a group activity. What about you, Vogue? How have you encouraged family or friends to vote? It's desperate, please. (laughs) I just kind of like, it's a thing you have. You have to like, you got to use it. (laughs) So I I don't know. I don't, I don't ever go at it ideologically all the way. I, 
I have a family member who, you know, historically did not vote, was just like, the people who are currently in power, like, they don't care about us. The issues that are being voted on don't directly impact me. My job is going to be what my job is because, mm-hmm. you know, it's under sovereignty. Like, so there were numerous reasons why I have family members who just were like, no, I'm not, I don't care about voting. And the the year that Donald Trump was elected was the year I finally convinced one of my family members to vote. And so that that wasn't really a great year for convincing them (laughs) to vote and then still kind of seeing the outcomes that we saw um, based on the the direction they voted. So that's a a difficulty. Uh, And I think also I have friends who are anarchists who are just like, I'm not here for any version of government. Uh, There's a poet that I I just met last year named Darius Simpson. And he has a poem that's like trending on Twitter right now that that's called the most important ballot of our lifetime again. Hmm. And feeling like he's in a cycle of being coerced into voting, but feeling like it subdues people into thinking, well, I've done my part and that organizing needs to be a major component of people's civic engagement. And so, yeah, he's just like, vote for what? And it's hard to to kind of try to encourage people or shift, help them shift gears if if that's where their stance is, because I, I'm not in complete disagreement. Right, right, right. You know, I, yeah, I totally see the logic in that too, right? Because it's not just a dis- disillusionment. There are some real reasons that people actually don't want to vote. For me, though, I've been feeling like, it's sort of like when you're in class and you're not really paying attention, but when you have like a quiz coming up, that's when you study, <laughs> you know? Mm. So for me, voting yes. is like that, where it's like, well, in years when I haven't actually been doing this as my job, right? It's like, oh, I got to study up on these issues. I got to study up on these candidates in order to vote. So that's how it kind of pushes me to sort of educate myself and get engaged. So that that I think is like, it's not just a matter of voting. It's sort of the work I do leading up to voting. That's mm. part of my civic engagement process. And I actually just did that. I created like a little mini voter guide for myself and my partner to nice. go out and vote. We have created like a little shared notes app and then like put little links in it and stuff. And then I shared it so we could just take it on our phones to the polls. You know, it's just doing, doing the homework for me and him both. Teamwork makes a dream work. I feel like I say that with both of you guys' stories and like AJ and I will we'll sit down. It's like, it's one of our boring dates. Oh, that's so <laughs> like, cute. Hey, I want to go through the ballot. Let's, <laughs> let's argue and have a conversation about... Who are we voting for? And what did David Figler say? So yeah. we can decide on these judges because it's 5011 names. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> a great way to encourage people to vote. You can talk to your friends about it and you can share your voting guides with your friends to take some of the pressure off, too. Yeah. You know what? Two years ago, my friend, shout out to fellow journalist Cindy Reed. We got beers at Craft House, sat outside on the patio with our dogs and just like looked through the issues and put down what we wanted for our our, um, ballot answers together. That is totally a date idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I want to call Cindy and be like, do you want to do voting things with me? Yes. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. 
Tickets are $150 and are all inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So how do we push back against disillusionment? Yeah, I went to the Gallery Mall this past Friday to talk to some voters, and I talked to a 70-year-old woman named Detria. This is what she had to say. Uh, let's see, I'll be 70 in March, and I've been voting ever since I was 18, and I have never missed an election. Voting in itself means that you have a voice in your government. It may not always turn out the way that you want it, but if you don't say anything, which means not vote, then you really don't have anything to complain about. You have to make your voice heard by placing your vote on that ballot. Yeah, it's definitely something I've heard before. Like, you don't have a right to complain. Like, voting is your ticket to complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you can talk mess about our government, but if you if you do nothing to, to try and impact the, how how it works, then how can you complain? It's It's, you know, it's almost lazy. Exactly. And a lot of people voting may be the only way they participate in the democratic process. So if they don't vote, then you're not participating at all. I love her her dedication, too. Totally. And just like thinking back to the folks who fought so hard for that right to vote. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's like my major component for why I even vote. It's just like I am I am a black woman. So that's two two different civil rights movements had to pop off for me to have the right to vote the right to read, like the right to education. And a lot of times it feels more symbolic and a moment of paying like homage, like paying respect to the people who put in the work to make sure that we would be able to vote um, and to not squander that. Yeah. Layla, tell us more about your experience at the polling station. Yeah, so I went to the Galleria Mall, which is the second busiest polling station in Clark County. And I went to talk to voters. A lot of people in line did not want to talk to me. Hi, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. Excuse me. I'm from Podcast City Cast Las Vegas. Can I ask you about your voting story today? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, sir. Not me. Okay. <laughs> but I did talk to a young voter named Lauren, and here's what she had to say. I think it's important just to make your voice heard and make sure that you know that you're making a difference. Um, I feel like if you don't vote or you're somebody that doesn't see that your voice voice matters, that there's there's enough of you that say that and it just makes it true. I also talked to a poll worker named Tamar who had this to say about the past two weeks of early voting. In, In this day and age, the fact that people have a voice and that they choose to use it is so exciting. Um, and the turnout that we've seen over the past two weeks has been absolutely amazing. All the people that want to come out and use that voice, um, whatever they are, whatever party they identify with, whatever candidates, they're still using their voice towards change. Um, and, and that to me is everything. It's what it means to be an American. And I am incredibly grateful and thankful to be a, a part of the process. Yes. Shout out to the poll workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were really holding it down and kept it so organized at a busy polling place. Yeah, poll workers are the best. I used to go with my grandma all the time when she was a poll worker as well. And we went multiple years back to back. Like 
I remember like sitting down and coloring or go like they'd give me a sticker mm. <laughs> or like would give her give me hers. But just being in that that space, like it never felt like it was like a chore. It it felt more like I don't know, voting was kind of almost like our regular everyday type of errand. Like it was like this is like we we're gonna go do laundry, we're gonna go to the grocery store and we're gonna go vote when those days come where we need to go and vote. But it was something that was part of our our life and our existence. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, similarly yeah. to what we just heard from the poll worker at Galleria, Vogue, did your grandmother say why she found it so important to do that? Um, and my grandma was born in 1920, so mm. she witnessed a mm-hmm. lot of what we were talking about earlier, just being a woman, being a Black woman, and knowing that there were times where she was not able to do so and that it was important to go forward and do that, that people marched, that you know, she marched with Dr. King. Wow. Um, like there, there was just a lot of really heavy importance to knowing that this was one of the ways that the laws were changed, that we were even allowed to be able to vote, that people voted so that we could vote, that it mm-hmm. took organizing and conversations and, and demonstrations to go in to, for people to find ways to make their voices be heard. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I I worked the polls in Clark County a couple years ago. And I mean, it's a long day. It's like it was like a 15, 15 hour day. And I mean, they do give you like a small amount of like money, I think, to kind of it was some sort of almost like a small symbolic gesture, probably to pay for gas and so forth. People are not there to like make some side income. People were there because they cared. You know, it was just so incredible to watch democracy kind of like like seeing the mountain and how it's made of sand, grains of sand. You know, mm-hmm. the poll worker who is helping a blind man walk over to, you know, his polling station, the poll workers who are like running and finding a chair for like somebody who was having a hard time standing or just how hard we worked to get every single person registered, whether they were wearing, you know, wh- whatever kind of T-shirt they were wearing. It was really about getting everyone to have a chance to have their voice heard. Have you heard stories or seen times where poll workers were intimidated? You know, I did see one instance, this was back in 2020, where um, a man came in and he was really upset about the fact that he did not have to show his ID card. Mm. And he started yelling, it was not me, thank goodness, but he started yelling at the poll worker about how the fact that he did not have to show his ID card was proof of how insecure and unsafe the elections were. He was just mad because he wasn't required to show his ID to be able to be verified to vote. But we had the site manager come down and try to calmly explain to him that there were all these other layers of verification, signature signature verification that were happening like down the line. And ultimately, he just sort of ended up like kind of, I think, voting and like leaving in a huff. But that to me felt like kind of a sign of the times of what was already brewing in 2020. I know that a recent poll by the Brennan Center, which is a think tank, showed that one third of election workers say that they felt unsafe because of their job, which is really, really saddening to me. I think election workers, you know, in general, broadly, these are nonpartisan positions. These are people whose goal is to help everyone who's eligible to vote be able to vote. Mm. So as for where we're headed, I'm scared, I'm nervous, but ultimately, like, as you said, Layla, these poll workers are holding it down. Mm-hmm. So so three cheers to them. Yeah, hopefully once we take into account how much work they put in and how much time they volunteer 
for little to no pay. If we keep that in mind, and if more people keep that in mind, hopefully it will help them have a better experience working at the polls. Yeah, like it's our our job to be civil. So I know people have a lot of feelings about the elections, but whatever you decide, please be kind to your poll worker. Here, here. Yes. Sonia and Layla, thank you so much for this good conversation this morning. Thank you, Vogue. Thanks, Vogue. If you haven't voted yet and want to, you still have time. The polls close at 7 p.m. tonight. Speaking of election tension, it looks like the Department of Justice will have poll observers in Clark and Washoe counties to make sure everything stays above board. Also, officials from Governor Sisolak and Clark County Commission say there's no appetite in Las Vegas to use public money to build a baseball stadium. Sorry, Oakland, we can't take all your teams. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. Heads up, tomorrow's episode will air at 7 a.m., a little later than usual, to share what we know so far about the elections. Talk soon. Amazing. And are you going to vote next year? Yes, I am. (laughs) I'll vote every year until I'm gone. (laughs) Thank you so much.